Hey everyone, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javeri alongside Michelle Martinelli and Evan Thorpe. But we are without Stephen Ruiz today. <laughs> woo woo! <laughs> Michelle's very excited to take his place. Um, hi guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, Hummel. I'm so excited. Even though I'm sad that, that Steven is sick, I'm always happy to fill in for these guys. I mean... We, we miss you, Steven. <laughs> you don't. You don't. We have a lot of stuff that we're going to get into today. We're going to talk about hockey on the show. Um, the season has not started, but I have some thoughts about Toronto Maple Leafs player Austin Matthews uh, and some stuff that's going on with him, which I will get into Plus, we're going to be discussing some NASCAR content since Michelle is with us, and we'll talk about Dale Earnhardt Jr. for a bit. And we have our best slash worst fan of the week, courtesy of Evan Thorpe. Let's talk about Austin Matthews. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the story or not, so let me break it down in a nutshell. It was revealed that Austin Matthews was accused of disorderly conduct in May by the, in Scottsdale, Arizona. So when I think of disorderly conduct, that kind of comes in, you know, to me that means like a bar fight or kind of being drunk and disorderly on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Drunk is usually associated with it. In, right. Like by word association. Exactly. So like drunk is usually associated with it. So according to the incident report that was filed, Matthews and some of his friends try to get into the car of a security officer who is a woman at about 2 a.m. And then when she came out to confront them about their behavior, uh, Matthews dropped his pants. It basically mooned her, but he kept his shorts on. So as and I hate to start off segments with as a woman, but as a woman, this goes way beyond just disorderly conduct. Like to me, this is akin to harassment. If you're a woman and you have ever been alone anywhere at night, you understand that feeling of being hyper aware of your surroundings and also being aware of your own safety. And I would argue that with that, the fact that she is a security guard doesn't have very much to do with it for me because right. if three, let's well, at least one of them is a large man, like maybe his friends are two, three men can still overpower one man security guard in the same hypothetical way that three men could overpower a woman. Right. It is. I mean, when you think about the incident, it is from the woman's perspective, it's this kind of terrifying fear that I think a lot of women are constantly aware of, right? So the reaction on social media has been disappointing for me, not just from fans, but from members of the hockey media. And hockey media is primarily white, primarily male. And a lot of the reaction that I've seen on Twitter has been people leaning into the butt jokes, right? There have been a lot of people who have made light of the situation, have called him Captain Underpants because he's been walking around with his pants around his ankles. And it's distressing that none of them have really pointed out how serious it is, how disturbing it is for a man to try to get into a woman's car at 2 a.m. That is that is just really, really bad. It's the don't know factor, right? right? When, when women talk about this and uh, women in the media talk about this, women in sports media, um, it's the, the response is not all men, like not all men are dangerous, not all men are going to commit crimes or harass you. And yes, of course, that's true. 
But the point is, I feel like the situation goes to when you get in an elevator. You get in an elevator yes. with a stranger. You don't know if they're a dangerous stranger, if they're totally innocuous, if they don't even notice that you're there, or if they're there to kidnap you. And or if they're gonna else? or if they're gonna say something inappropriate. To, that the could po- lead to feeling threatened or something like that. Right. The The point is that a lot of people on social media, and I expect this from fans, because fans will say and do anything to rationalize away bad behavior from a player. But I'm really disappointed in members of the media whose job it is to hold players accountable for not recognizing what a privilege it is to constantly feel safe in your environment. Like, what they do not understand about this is that women constantly don't feel safe, that they have to be aware of their surroundings, that by the nature of the way things are, that they have been taught to, uh, I don't want to say they have been taught to view men as a threat, but they have been taught to be aware because they never know. Yes, yeah. absolutely. The other late Saturday night, I was covering an event, was walking back to my car at two o'clock in the morning by myself from the media center. My head was on a swivel. Yeah. All the massive crowds of people are gone. All the security guards are gone. All anyone. And so being alone is also. Right. I don't know exactly what the situation was here. But like, again, if this is a woman who's alone. She's a woman and she was alone in her car. And three men tried to get in her car with her. Like, that's that's terrifying. It's terrifying. And Matthews, after the incident, uh, said that he was trying to be funny. He was like, I just thought it would be funny. It would be a funny thing to do. Because you're not looking at it from another person's perspective. You're only caught up in your own white male privilege. Right. He and the you know, and people in the press were like, well, he was just being a drunk idiot. And my point is, is that drunk idiots scare us like they scare women. (laughs) Right. It is. This is not okay to be a drunk idiot because it scares the shit out of us like it is terrifying because you never know what is going to happen with these drunk idiots right we don't know what you're going to do we don't know if you're totally harmless or if you're not and we can't make that snap judgment simply by looking at your face or trying to comprehend your drunken words right and this whole this whole thing of like kind of being dismissive of the fear factor has really has is what's really rankled me, right? It's the thing where people just aren't acknowledging that women have a right to be afraid, and it's the culture that makes us afraid. So Matthews also apologized. Well, let me rephrase that. I will not say that Matthews apologized because I don't consider his statement an apology. He made a statement after Morning Skate on Wednesday and said that he regretted how his actions might have made an individual feel, and he regretted what you know how this reflected on the team it was very poorly worded he stumbled through it uh, and every question that was asked afterward was just about what does this mean for the Toronto Maple Leafs like what does this mean for his captaincy without kind of acknowledging maybe don't do this because it scares women um I don't know Evan's been really quiet this whole time and has just let Michelle and I talk no just like sorry. remind me like yeah, sorry Evan. You, you hear about in college have like you know, the jocks do something and, you know, they don't really get in trouble for it. It's kind of like slap on the wrist. But, like, if their bros think it's funny, you know, they look at it and be like, bro, you really you really had your butt out. Yeah. Like, they make light of it, like you said earlier, and it just reminds me of that. And I just feel like, as a, as a male, like, I can't put myself in your shoes to say how you will feel. But, like, you got to realize you got a professional hockey player. They're not small guys. 
and you're trying to get into a car uh a security officer like i don't care what type of training she is you look at the the three to one ratio like anybody in that situation would not feel comfortable yes and yeah. the fact that like they tried to hide this mm-hmm. and it wasn't until he wasn't responsive and and mm-hmm. replying back to them it was like okay now we got to make this right something it's like no make it something right away so not only like you put that pressure on him but you know Maybe the NHL do something. Maybe right. they won't. But, like, I feel like, you know, this is something where the NFL would stand up and probably do something. But they probably won't because we know how the NFL is. I here I think that there's so many different levels to this that are frustrating for me. One, which is that it didn't come out until now. Um, mm-hmm. These happened, this, again, this happened in May. Two is kind of the dismissive attitude that a lot of people, mostly men, were taking to this on social media. And uh, third is the way the team seems to be handling it, which is uh, wrapping it up into the same kind of misbehavior that players kind of always get accused of without acknowledging why this would be terrifying for a woman. It's just really disturbing to me. Um, And we'll see what kind of discipline ends up being handed down. I'm not really sure. I think it depends on how the charges shake out. And then whether or not the team or the NHL actually takes any steps. So that is pressing. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a minute and hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, guys, here's a reminder. September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. Most people aren't aware of that. In fact, most people aren't aware they need life insurance at all. That's why 40% of Americans don't have it. But getting life insurance doesn't need to be difficult or expensive. Right now, prices are the lowest they've been in 20 years, and Policy Genius has made it easier than ever to get covered. Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. If you need life insurance, but you just haven't gotten around to it, National Life Insurance Awareness Month is as good a time as any to get started. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. All right, you know what? I want to start with let's talk about the worst fan in the world, who is actually the best fan in the world. Evan. Yes, yes. Let's let's not confuse this man. I want to get his name right. I think it's Hakeem Laws. He was, I think, trending Monday morning. Yes. And he did this uh was a uh, news stand-up where they asked him questions. Right. So he was interviewed by the local news because he is a hero. Mm-hmm. He but- stood outside of a burning building <laughs> and caught babies as they were being thrown out. Baby and an adult woman. Okay. So a baby and an adult woman as they were being thrown out of a burning building. And Evan, walk us through what he said in his stand-up. So- he was just describing the moment and what was happening and how his friend was trying to help. They found a ladder, this, that. And he said, you know, I was catching him, stops, looks at the camera, <laughs> and says, unlike Aguilar, if you don't know who's a Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver who in back-to-back weeks 
has dropped some balls, and it came after the Eagles lost to the Detroit Lions. Aguilar dropped an early first down catch, and he fumbled the ball. So fans are somewhat upset with him. Right. And the fact that this man was doing something so heroic and telling the news what happened and to drop that bomb. <laughs> and the, the face he made, it was like an office scene. You know how they right. look at he the like, camera? Yeah, cuts like, to the camera. deadpan kind of way. Yeah, so as, I, an, as an Eagles fan, I, could, I was happy. <laughs> I want this man to get tickets, a jersey, a trophy. He's the fan of the week to me. Um, yeah, this is somebody who... In the middle of a moment where he must be, like, you know, consumed with adrenaline, having done all this stuff, had the presence of mind to roast his favorite football team. But I understand what he's going through. <laughs> he, he Later on, somebody interviewed him. He said, that messed up my whole day. That was early the same day. That happened to me maybe 12 hours or so. So I understand what he's, go, what he's going through. Like, when my team loses at 1 o'clock in the morning, well, 1 o'clock in the evening, my whole day is ruined. <laughs> Like, it came to the point Sunday where a random lady was like, you're an Eagles fan? And we vented to each other. Right. And I never met this lady, but she's my friend. Right. So <laughs> I can understand what he went through. I understand that, too. Fandom has a way of bonding people together. It has a way of consuming every moment of your life, even moments when you're, like, saving women and children <laughs> from a burning building. I mean, two weeks ago when Aguilar dropped the potential game winning touchdown, 5 o'clock in the morning, I looked up at my ceiling and I said, he really dropped it. <laughs> he woke me up my out my sleep and made me realize he dropped it. Uh, but Aguilar also played it perfectly, right? He invited the guy to come to an Eagles game. Yeah, I, I, I can't say Aguilar has one of like the best personalities yeah. on the team, and he joked about it. Yeah, and he was like, you know, I invited him, I gave him tickets, and even like the the local media tried to, you know, get him to answer the question. He was like, look, I'm doing something nice for this guy, like. Clearly, this guy's a hero, and it, and it's funny that he right. mentions me after that, but the fact that he he was able to do that proves that this man is a real hero. Yeah, I, I think that's really sweet, and that's the perfect way to play it. It's like you cannot talk uh, you can't talk smack about somebody who saved people from a burning building. Like, that guy gets a pass. <laughs> right, because it's not like this is some troll on no. Twitter or something. Like, this guy's an actual hero. Right. Like, like, saved lives, contributed to people living today. And he's not wrong. <laughs> and he's not wrong. <laughs> Definitely not wrong. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was a really, that was a good, it was not only a good social media moment of the week, but it was a really good fan moment of the week. So, yes, uh, some people may say he's the worst fan of the week, but I think he's the best fan of the week um all right we're gonna take another ad break and then we're gonna come back and talk about dale some people think that all diet and weight loss plans are the same but that's because they haven't tried noom noom is a new totally different approach to losing weight and getting healthy that uses psychology and small goals to help you change your habits making it easy to lose the weight and keep it off for good Noom combines the power of technology with real human support, offering as little or as much help as you want along the way. And since Noom is an app, it's always with you and easy to use, which makes it super easy to stay on track and reach your goals. It's just as simple to get started. Just go online, answer a few quick questions, and they'll create a personalized program just for you. Noom can help you lose your old way of thinking about food and dieting. So, what do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash for the win. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash for the win. And start your 14-day trial today. 
Change your habits, change your mind, change for good with Noom. Yeah, so we never talk about NASCAR on the show, probably for good reason. And technically, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no longer a NASCAR driver. He's retired. He's been retired for a couple of seasons, right, Michelle? He is. Uh, he does one one-off race. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we do talk a lot on this podcast about uh, the many ways in which athletes can disappoint us and the many ways in which sports and leagues can often be disappointing. But I think this is a good story. This is. Um, about 10 years or so ago, he wasn't super sure on the date, but he was concerned that as the economy was tanking, the guys in the shop, we're talking like mechanics and engineers and a bunch of people who don't go to races, he was concerned about them having to take pay cuts or losing their jobs because the economy was going down. And he actually talked to the team owner, uh, Rick Hendrick, who mm-hmm. he drove for for a decade. Hendrick Motorsports. Hendrick Motorsports um, on his podcast this week. And they talked about how Dale offered to take a million dollar salary cut to ensure that people in the shop did not lose their jobs. And in reaction to it, Mr. Hendrick was shocked. He said, quote, that just shows you the character that he has and his relationship with people. Yeah. It is. I I only have like a celebrity that I can compare this to, but everybody knows I love Keanu Reeves. And this is like Keanu Reeves taking a pay cut for Matrix 3 because he wanted to make sure that everybody on the crew and the stunt people, everything was funded so that they could actually make the movie. Um, I think this is a great story. I think that the fact that it's actually just coming out now, like he just mentioned it now Mm -hmm. when it was super irrelevant, goes to show that it's not something that was done for publicity. No, not at all. And really, it's you get this vibe, whether he's doing a TV interview or he's doing his own broadcasting for NBC now or, you know, if he's just joking around on social media or if you've happened to get lucky to meet him in person, he's the same person across the board. He's just a cool, genuinely nice dude. I will co-sign on what Michelle says because I have had a chance to actually meet Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's just a very nice guy. Thank you guys for listening to us and putting up with all of our hijinks today. We appreciate it. As always, remember to rate and review us on your podcast listening platform of choice. We'll see you next week.